At the most basic level, your body craves movement. Movement, moving around, it's so beneficial in so many ways. Of course, to improve our fitness levels, also for mental and emotional health, mood, helps us to reduce stress, helps us, of course, to get to places, do various activities, play sports, and just function throughout the day. Movement is part of our daily lives and part of all of the activities that we choose to do. And part of the process is just learning how to move well and move in a variety of ways. The more that we can learn how to move, move properly, and improve our library of movements, that will help us in the long run. And it's this concept, I mentioned this before, of movement literacy or physical literacy, and that's the topic of today's episode. So stay tuned for this one. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. For any of my new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about everything that deals with optimizing human performance. All my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And as always, if you haven't heard some of the past episodes, the library of episodes, go check that out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you love these episodes, leave a helpful review, rate the podcast five stars, and also share these episodes with family, friends, teammates, anyone that's looking to optimize their performance and may find some value in these episodes. There's a lot of great solo topics that I've previously covered and a lot of great guest interviews, guests that have shared their journey, their stories, and a lot of things that we can take away from to help us along our journey to achieve optimal performance and improve our fitness level. And if you haven't checked out my social media channels, go check that out. Everything's at h Movement. And I've been putting up video highlight clips of the guest interviews on my YouTube channel. So you can also check that out. Just search for h Movement and you'll see some of the highlight clips from the podcast. Let's jump into today's topic. And it's all about improving, expanding our library of movement and becoming more versed in movement, becoming more movement literate and physically literate to just expand on the ways that we're practicing movement and moving our body throughout our life. And this concept has been around for a while. It's something that I've talked about in the past too. In episode 36, when I started talking about youth specialization in sports, I brought up this concept of becoming physically literate and how that's so beneficial at a young age because it helps us later on in life. It helps us to prevent injuries. It helps us with our overall fitness level and capacity. It helps us to gain experience with a wide range of movements that is so beneficial later on in life. So that's the key point here is when we practice more movements, we start to learn to move in different ways and as many ways as possible. There's this variety of movements. And this applies to when we do different types of activities, not only activities throughout the day, but when we start to try different activities, such as different sports, different functional movements, when you're doing workouts, it helps us to learn how we should move and how to use our body as efficiently as possible. Along with that, variation in movements, training, skills, sports, all of that, It's pretty widely recognized now that it's beneficial to the longevity of sports careers or doing things, even if it's activities recreationally, it prolongs how well we can do that at that level, but also how to stay healthy, how to minimize the risk for overuse injuries, especially, but injuries in general. 
So the bottom line is, when you have a chance to try different things, practice different types of movements, whether that's in your workouts or whether that's picking up or trying a new activity from scratch, that is always gonna be a good thing if you can practice, train, and improve the way that your body's moving. Because again, you're adding to that movement variability expanding your library of movements and that will help you in the long run. As I mentioned, I talked about the youth specialization in sports in episode 36. And this is a key concept because when we specialize in movements too early, we may not give our bodies a chance to develop certain movement skills, whether that's specifically in sports or whether that's the strength and conditioning side too, because there are certain sports specific exercises that help to teach us how to move in certain fashions. I won't go too in depth into what that episode was about, but there are multiple studies now with collegiate division one athletes, professional athletes. I think I cited a study with professional baseball players that a lot of these athletes at that level that reach that high elite level, they typically don't specialize in sports before high school. A lot of these players do play multiple sports even in high school and start to specialize later, maybe later on in high school or not even until they get to college. And again, that helps to give our bodies different demands that it's going through through the year, but it also helps to develop all these different skill sets. Of course with movement, but even other things like reaction time, mental processing, coordination, right? All of these different types of movements or practices or sports, it's going to add something beneficial into your overall movement library again. And that's what we're looking for. We're trying to get as first as possible in a wide range of movements. Now along the injury prevention line, too. You don't want to be doing the exact same volume, exact same movements for over a year because then we're stressing our tissues in the exact same way, not only the muscles, but all of our connective tissues in a way that we're more prone to overuse injuries. So in the case that you are doing something. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop mixed in water once a day and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. 
very repetitively, kind of putting your body through the same demands week after week, it's recommended that you do have some type of off season. And off season doesn't have to mean complete rest. It's typically rest from that type of activity or movement and allow your body to adapt to different stressors because that again will help our body recover in a way that you've been stressing it and it allows you to adapt to a new stimulus. So that's something that I strongly believe too. And that study, I think I said, try to not do the same type of activity and training volume for more than eight months out of the year. And if you think about it, that's a long time. And then you have four months where you can improve some of the variety of what you're putting your body through. So in general, for the athletes out there, if you're primarily playing one sport, that's a good rule of thumb to follow. Give yourself about two thirds of the year, four months out of the year, where you're going to change it up, mix it up and do something different. Put your body through different stressors, train in a different fashion, your workouts, mix it up. That's where periodization comes into play, which will be another episode. But just know that you need to give your body a chance to recover from all of the long-term stressors that you're doing throughout a season or throughout the year. So that's more if you're an athlete, hopefully that you're older, you're in college or a professional athlete where you should be specializing in one sport. But for the younger athletes, try to experiment, explore, play multiple sports. And that is your movement variety, improving your movement literacy. And that's something that will help your body recover because you actually have seasons of certain sports. And even though you're going from sport to sport, it is allowing your body to recover from the previous sport season because you're starting to do different types of movements and stress that's placed on your body. So for those younger athletes, kids, adolescents, again, I can't stress enough how participating in a variety of sports is really going to improve your movement literacy. And this will help you to develop so many types of skills, coordination, and all of the things that I just touched on. And hopefully it'll be more fun and engaging for you as well, because you'll be exposed to a lot more different types of environments, social situations, maybe different friends, teammates that you're playing with. And I think that's all a big part of it too, along with the movement aspect of trying to keep you physically healthy and helping to give you the right tools and strategies to move well and perform optimally as you get to higher and higher levels. In general, that's the basic point as to why movement literacy is so important. And movement literacy, again, is just expanding, trying to do a wide variety of all different types of movements to help your body to perform better. So the take home points here are, I mentioned this a few times, but parents and kids, if you enjoy it, Play more than one sport throughout the year. And this will help with your physical development, of course. Maturity, hopefully it's engaging and fun. And you'll get so much more benefit from it than you realize. Later on in life, you'll look back. I know a lot of the athletes that have come on this podcast, we all look back and it's like, yes, we did learn something from a movement standpoint, from a mental standpoint, emotional standpoint that helped us today or in the future that we didn't realize when we were kids. And a lot of that is just being exposed to all of these different types of sports. As you get older, athletes, this is very important. As you get older, I highly recommend, not only myself, but a lot of professionals in the field, highly recommend to have an off season that lasts about four months. And if you look at professional athletes too, they do have an off season. And yes, they're still staying physically fit, but they're not putting their body through the same demands as what they go through in the season. So think about that. And if you're not an athlete playing competitive sports, right? Give your body an off season. Try not to do the exact same things, workouts, training regimen, training volume for more than eight months. You can mix in other things and this will help to keep you healthy but also help you to perform at the level that you want to. 
And lastly, for adults, a lot of us that are beyond competitive sports and now are just doing things for fun or maybe doing things with your kids, as we age, think about all of the things that we did when we were more active as kids. All the different sports, different movements, things that we did. I'm not saying to do that or train like that, but just keep in mind that as we age, with lifestyle, how busy we are, the things that we're interested in, whatever it might be, we tend to not do or participate in as many different variety of movements. So keep that in mind too. We want to still keep our movement literacy. We want to expand and do as many different movements as possible, of course, within reason. Know your limits, but also know what types of movements will help you to add to your lifestyle, your health, your fitness, being functional, staying strong, right? Doing all of these things. Try to make sure that we don't get too narrow focused and we're not only doing the same workouts, same type of movements throughout the days, weeks, months, or years. We want to still try to, whatever's appropriate, of course, expand on our movements that we're doing. So for adults out there, try different activities. Of course, make sure that you're fit and trained to participate at that level. I don't recommend, especially people who are getting into their 30s, 40s, 50s, to just jump back into activity and think that you're gonna be performing at the level that you were at in your 20s. You need to gradually progress. That's something we talked about many times before too. So pick the appropriate level and make sure that you're fit to train and gradually progress, but try the different activities. If you like recreationally just playing some sports, Maybe it's not at the intensity that it was when you were in your 20s, but still incorporate that into your workout regimen. Incorporate that into your weekly schedule. If you're interested in always trying something, you know, pick up a new sport or new activity or new type of workout, right? Same thing. Start, progress gradually, but incorporate different types of workouts, movements, and expand again our movement literacy and the variability that we're doing. And the last thing with that is never think that you're too old to do it. Of course, participate safely. But I know many people that are in their 40s, 50s, even 60s that's picking up new activities. You know, whether it's playing pickleball or whether it's starting to pick up running as a form of cardio, right? Or pick up some water sport or pick up, you know, some other type of activity that they like to do, maybe in a social environment, but also as a way to get active, stay fit then you're never too old to start something. So think about that as we get older, as we age, it's very important that we try to not narrow down our movements too much. We still want to expand, move our bodies in all these various ways. And again, the more that you participate in a variety of movements, the more that you're probably going to keep your body healthy, mobile, functional, move in all three planes, right? And that's what you want to do. Because as we age in life, we tend to not do as much movement and we wanna to try to keep our fitness level up and try to stay as active as possible. So throughout the spectrum, when we're kids, when we're playing competitive sports, after we retire, later on in life, one thing is key is that we want to keep practicing our movements keep being very literate with our movement and expand and do a variety of movements. Because again, like I started this episode, that is so important in fitness level, health, mental, emotional state, 
all of these types of things. It's beneficial to participate in a variety of activities with all different types of movements. So think about that, see what kinds of things, wherever you are listening to this, wherever you are in life, see what types of things that you need to add in that might help you reach those goals, help you to perform at the level that you want to, or even just help you along your journey and keep making that progress that you want to. Overall, that is all that I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Try to incorporate some different types of movements. Try to go back to the drawing board, see what types of things you can do in your off season to help your body recover, help to train in ways that will help you in the next season. And for all of the kids out there, just try to enjoy and participate in all of the different movements and activities that you're in. For everyone out there, keep training hard, Be smart about how you're training and keep working hard towards your goals. Again, if you haven't checked out other than this podcast, I have a lot of free content on my social media channels. Everything's at HNL Movement. Check out my YouTube channel. Podcast highlight clips are going up daily, but I'm also working on a lot of other educational resources that will help you in some fashion, whether it's with strength and conditioning, dealing with some injuries, injury prevention stuff, and even sports nutrition stuff as well. So go check that out. If you ever have any feedback, questions for me, feel free to reach out. You can message me or you can email me at andrew at hnlmovement.com. Other than that, have a great rest of the week ahead of you. Man, this year is flying by. It's already October. So everyone just keep working hard. Holidays are right around the corner. So everyone's probably looking forward to that. Other than that, episodes are released every Tuesday. So I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Aloha. Aloha.